Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Have I told y'all about the time that I got to meet Beyonce through work? Oh, oh my God. The Queen Bay herself? Oh, hold on. I'm very jealous. That'd be a terrible story. I was like, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> the other Beyonce. <laughs> no, I had come back from maternity leave with my second child, and I was working as a lawyer for a radio company. And we would sometimes, you know, work on the contracts for things. And so outside of the On the Run tour, our radio station was going to have a mechanical surfboard. Oh, this, yeah. this sounds this like workers' board. comp. This is like 2014. Well, it's not because I wrote the releases and it was oh, no employees okay. on it. It was all volunteers. Okay, okay, so okay, I was fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I joked and said I should come on site probably to supervise. And the person had said, oh, my God. She's like, you know what? I've never given you tickets. We actually have some extra tickets. Do you want to go to the concert? On the run. With Jay-Z, her husband, yes, correct? exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Beyonce wow. and Jay-Z. I was like, oh, my God. So I and my assistant, we were going to go and have and have a night. Well, the day of the concert, our boss said, okay, just casually, uh, you guys want to go to the meet and greet before the concert? No. Just casually. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck yes. Well, speaking of casually, for whatever reason, I was like, I knew I was going to this concert, but I was dressed like... You look I, like shit. No, I looked like I was in HR. I, I mean, yeah. I was really, but yeah, I was So like, you look like yeah. shit. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you were wearing Sag like, Harbor. Well, right. I was wearing like a, like I was wearing like a, like a Talbot's. Like I was in my thirties. I was dressed as if I was you're in my sixties. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, oh my God, I'm so excited. Should I go home and change? No, traffic's too bad. We Which live in Atlanta. blazer do I wear? Which, which blazer and I'm going to shock it all Beyonce in? More of a shawl, like a, a cardigan. <laughs> shawl yeah. type type of thing. And flats, obviously. Uh, obviously. Um, but so my, my assistant and I are going and and he'd said, you know, have fun, you know, and you got you to gotta say something good to her. I'm like, I fucking know. I got you. So we went out for drinks. We were, you know, out. And again, like, I coming back from maternity leave, like the freedom when you're, when I was out and it had, mm. oh, like it was oh, like so free. And so we went and my assistant said, do you know what you're going to say? I said, oh yeah. So we go, <laughs> we go and we're, you know, going through, and this meeting where it was only like, like 15 people it was not many people. And so we go and we go into the private thing. And so all of a sudden out comes Beyonce, notably Jay-Z was not present. He was like, no, thank you. But she was wearing, she was the most beautiful human being I'd ever seen. Like these jean shorts, like jorts and like a tie dyed t-shirt. 
anyway, so we stand in line. And so here comes, here comes our turn. And my assistant comes, you know, like, so, you know, nice to meet you. Well, it's my turn. And like, I stared and I go, you're such an inspiration to working moms. And she looks at me, she she was like, oh my God, do you have kids? And despite the fact that I had basically a newborn, shift that, shift him to the side, sorry. I was like, "Mm." I was like, yeah, I have a daughter who's about the same age as Blue Ivy. Just, she's like, oh my God, what's her name? I told him, oh my God, you should have brought her. I mean, she's saying my daughter's name. I'm like that. And she lit up because of course, like working mom, all of, all of these things. And so of course I'm like, you know, winning, like totally cool thing to say. So we go to the concert, like amazing night, awesome concert. So the next day we go back to my, my, my boss. And he's like, how was the concert? What was it? And yeah. I said, I told her she was an inspiration to working moms. And he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? Like when she's setting up the pack and play at the holiday Inn, like, <laughs> she, like doing these things laughing. And I said, well, what would you have said? And he said, I would have said, you're very talented and I like your music. No, no everyone tells her that. That's right. You got it. You got to stand out and tell something that comes from the heart. Everything I say comes from the heart. I meant it. So I am curious 10 years later, if Beyonce remembers that, um, or if anybody else has ever said that to her, but more notably, we get our picture taken with Beyonce and I'm so excited. And so often the way this worked, because if it's radio company, this would happen. Um, and I'm a total like celebrity, like nut. So this was, you know, my dream. But so we would, it would take a few days to get the pictures back. So like we wait, we're waiting for weeks. Finally, no, uh, her people did not approve the picture. And so, what? yeah. Is it because of your Talbot's trousers? I mean, probably she's like, I don't want to be pictured with, like I'm walking into with a, these old ladies. Yeah, like a benefits care. meeting. A benefits meeting of someone that's like, tell why me. Why did it. HR show up? Yeah, why oh did HR show up? I look, you know, my flats, I, I looked ridiculous, I'm sure, but we did not approve it. And so, you know, I, I swear I, I met Beyonce. I hopefully she remembers this. Oh, but, um, man, because that would have been frameable. I mean, this, that would have been well, like, apparently not, like, not. That would have been, I, I would know, have had that. Beyonce did not well, approve. So. I would have had, I would have had that mural on the front of my house if, if oh. I could have. Um, but she was, she was beautiful and she was like so, so kind. And I, to this day, I say that Beyonce is a, is an inspiration to working moms. I stand by that. Thank you so much for joining our staff meeting. Just a little hot goss from the water cooler there. Now let's jump on in. I'll get us kicked off. The agenda today, we're going to do our cringe corporate speak, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and take the ball on that one. Then we're going to move into hot topics. And today's hot topic is all about performance reviews. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but mostly best practices, giving and receiving performance reviews, the do's and the don'ts and all, the all things. Oh, y'all are, see, typical HR professionals, man. You all are so gross. Y'all Did are, she just meow? She yeah, said she, giving and receiving. Yeah, and she's just so inappropriate. <laughs> Look at her. But anyway, that's what's on the docket for today. And because we do have a hard stop, because we have other places to be and people to see, as we know you do as well, we'll then, of course, transition into questions and comments at the end. And so I'll get us kicked off with today's cringe corporate speak. And that is, God, brace yourselves. <laughs> I know everyone hold on to something. I hope you're not driving. Don't run off the road. But uh, work hard and play hard. <laughs> oh, my God. I just literally threw up in my mouth. Yeah. I can't believe I'm still talking. I'm going to have to take a sip of water on that. Oh, man. We work hard, but play hard. Like, what is that? That it means hustle work culture? No, it means you work hard. You, yeah. you work That's super it, yeah. hard. There is no hard. playing. You work hard. You don't and, have time to play because you work so hard. Work hard and 
Some well, people take illegal substances. That's, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're doing your sugar burger and the, yeah. not your sugar burger, but your. I think it's not the reverse. Yeah. I, know, I think it's I know. the reverse from last time. Booger sugar. Yeah. Oh, what <laughs> did sugar burger? That sounds like a cute dessert. But anyway, uh, yeah, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, work hard and play hard. What I think about, I think about those startups that like try to trick people into working there by saying, hey, well, we'll be working until 10, 11, midnight, but we drink after oh, yeah. five, right? Oh, yeah. Or after 3 well, p.m. We'll and, start drinking free and, alcohol. As someone who is a masochist and has worked at several startups, it truly is that environment too. You really are working 60, 70 hours a week, but then there's alcohol literally in the fridge. So just think about HR. I mean, in that environment. Oh no. my gosh. You're, yeah. you're working, you're working really hard. There's thinking. no time for, for play. I mean, no, there really wasn't. Like, I'd like, uh, you know, for me, I'm like a work reasonably play to everyone's extent. Like, you know, <laughs> it seems mm-hmm. like it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as much. Yeah. But well, work hard, play hard. Can't put play, on a play hard is Play hard is, is like four point font and work hard is like <laughs> 188 point font. In Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> no. Calibre. Oh my gosh, really? Uh, <laughs> windings. <laughs> Mine's in windings or whatever the hell that's called, you know? So it's like a peace sign and then like an email sign. And a happy face and a dollar sign and wings or well, whatever. It's really a laughing face because it's jokes on you if you think exactly. about it. If you're going to be playing anything yeah, exactly. after the- Also, do never include work hard, play hard in job descriptions. Do not. Oh, man. Which well, is in there? It's, you know, I actually, I, I literally like met with an organization and during this, the consult, I gave them, you know, free advice as, you know, tends to happen. You're giving things away. And I said, you know, before we get anything, tell me about your organization and what's great about working. I mean, we have these boundaries, you know, work, we cut off. We have great, like, kept talking about work-life boundaries. And I'm like, well, I'm looking at your careers page and it says work hard, play hard. No. Yes. She's like, oh my God, I never, I never thought about that. And I said, probably not. Again, except for those executive meetings when go through the application, mm-hmm. but also, so right now in your executive meeting, we're given a lot of content for what to do in leadership meetings, pull up the careers page and mm-hmm. look at it, but see things like that. Things like work hard, play hard. Think about how that sounds to someone. A lot of people are going to be like, yeah. that means work hard. Yeah. You yeah. sound dumb as hell yeah. saying that on a page like that. <laughs> yeah. Fast paced. Don't do that. Work hard, fast paced. Oh, exactly. Fast paced office environment. You're just alone in your cube yeah, on a be, Zoom. You will yeah. be, you'll be, get, make sure you keep your recruiter's contact information because you'll be reaching out to them in about 10 months. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I think we'd like to work soft, uh, play harder here. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's amazing. Agree. Right? It's yep. something like that. Work soft. Oh, yeah. I just like to, you know, I'd like to dabble. I'd like to work dabble and play hard yes. oh, a lot. Yeah. It's something like that, right? Well, Try to fit that in if you can today and then just have a little giggle to yourself. You know what I mean? But try to fit in that work hard, play hard with your colleagues there. I'm sure they will respect you more yeah. <laughs> for you. Ask, go around that. the room and ask everyone, how hard do you play? <laughs> Tell me about your hard yeah. play and see how quickly you have a lot more work as they are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> your coworkers will love that. Uh, but yeah, that, it won't get you fired, you know, but uh, well, maybe it will. Uh, but anyways, to that point. Shifting gears <laughs> into the hot topic there. Everything and anything, all things performance reviews, love them or hate them. Uh, they've been around for a long time and they are probably here to stay. Uh, <laughs> there's not any big conversations about those going away anyways that I know of, but who knows? But best practices, right? Um, since they are here, we got them. We got to live with them. Mm-hmm. 
Let's have a conversation about best practices around giving and receiving. Um, God, y'all are terrible. I heard those snickers. I'm not genius. Yeah, giving, giving and receiving uh, <laughs> performance reviews. <laughs> I might turn purple. Oh, gosh. Well, what I would say is it doesn't have to be an annual thing, right? I think it's actually important. What? <laughs> I thought that was a law. I think <laughs> that you could do um, biannually, but also don't make them as cumbersome as sometimes they are, right? So, you know, let's say you have some core competencies and let's say you have six core competencies and you expect everyone to write six paragraphs based off their core competencies. Like it does not have to be so cumbersome, but I also think waiting one year to like have a performance check-in is far too long. Um, and a lot of times what I seem to find in, in, in being a human resource professional is that managers sometimes save all the shit Yes, for the do. performance review. And so here we are, we're a year into, let's say, your new job. You're getting your performance review and you're finding out all the things that you've done poorly. That's that's terrible. First of all, feedback should never be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, don't use it as a heaping pilot to shit on your employee. Um, use it as a constructive conversation. I, I like the idea of doing it at least twice a year. Also, you should be having regular check-ins um, with your team and your staff. doesn't necessarily always have to be performance-based, but, you know, a lot of people are also, their productivity is based off of certain metrics. So always having those check-ins or an easy way that they can measure their own success. Once again, it's their responsibility. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's one thing that really irks me is is the shit dump. On the employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, look, you know, look is like an Australian saying that basically means well, which I, I worked oh, for a leader really? once that would say look, thing. and I would always feel like I was in trouble. Like, I feel like an idiot because it is in, in the U, in the U.S., or at least for me before. It's like, yeah, the transition, like you feel like you're being judged mm-hmm. and you'd be like, look, but it, but <laughs> look means well in Australia. So sometimes oh. I say look now and I have to catch myself. Look is aggressive sounds, in the U.S. Yeah, it's, it's like, aggressive. look here, buddy. Look, yeah, right? but yeah, it is, but yeah. it means, it means well. And so again, oh, one okay. of these, these things, but so well. You know, some of this idea of performance reviews and, and it is a good thing for people to get that level of feedback and having that ongoing conversation is good, but also having predictability. You know, what employees often want to know is when will I be considered for pr- promotion? Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's a little, you know, half and half about, you know, it is arbitrary. Like you start and maybe, you know, depending on when you start and the mm-hmm. review cycle is all these, you know, it can affect, oh, you're not going to be eligible for 19 months because of your start date. And, and this is our policy. And like, OK, well, here, we, here I am. But I do think it can be helpful for people to have the expectation of when am I going to be considered and when can I potentially count on this? And so I think having having those certain dates can be psychologically helpful, but the review processes can end up doing more harm than good yes. mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they are the time because people will hide those things and they and managers will like not have a direct conversation, certainly not in the moment. And then they bring it up or something that wasn't a big deal, but a manager's trying to scramble and think about things. And so all of a sudden these points in their mind, they think about like this typo you made in something months ago, but nobody's, nobody's brought this up. And so, you know, taking a step and for HR teams is to encourage your managers to like 
think about what the purpose of this is. It's not just your day of judgment once a year. This is something to give that level of feedback that, you know, everybody doesn't get as as often as they should. But it is to help every employee succeed and to understand how they're doing and what they can do in this role and in their career. And so if you remind managers of like, this is really helpful and important, you can at least have that framing it can be helpful because otherwise it seems like this mechanism of like, I have to judge and drop my people into these buckets where I'm given two twos, two fives, exactly. like a stack. Yeah. Yeah. These forced, forced, forced rankings. What, yeah. Yeah. what do you think about the, about that, Lee? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you Agreed. know, I know. Right. I mean, I think it's just I think it's gross, but it's mainly because we have so intricately tied together performance and monies. And those things are really not directly tied together. Right. And so that's what kills me really about performance management and performance reviews uh, is is that whole linkage there mm-hmm. that we that we force performance reviews really because we're trying to determine monies, right? Yeah. And how we budget for things. And so it really, in my experience, is not about career development. And so, so often the conversation in the performance review, it really has nothing positive to say almost, you know what I mean? That That's not the focus. It is more punitive. It yeah. is more, well, you're a meets because, yeah. Yeah. and it's, you know, that kind of the defending of the rating itself, as opposed to, gosh, this was great. This may be, you know, a focus area, an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's not bad. Like you're not bad. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so that's what, that's what really irks me about performance reviews is because you, you get dinged on things that you're not even focused on because they're not important to you for your career and where you even want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. know, or, or whatever, you know, yeah. but they have to, they have to force you somewhere in some box uh, to determine monies. And I feel for hiring managers and so many, they do speak up to us as HR professionals and say, this is bullshit. <laughs> right. And they yeah. do. And it's like, I'm a manager too, trying to yeah. do my budget. And yeah, it is bullshit. Yeah, you I get gave it. me a pot of X amount and mm-hmm. I have to spread it across six employees. And yeah, it's... It, and everyone's great. Yeah. You know, and like, at well, some, so what, sometimes. So then everyone's going to get a bullshit increase because yeah. I don't have... Yeah. And another thing that really gives me the ick too is like, let's say it's a five point system, right? Five being the highest, mm-hmm. but no one actually can ever get a five. I... Hate I hate that. that. Why even have it mm-hmm. if it's unattainable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? It's what's the point? And people will talk really open about that too. Yeah, that, like I did. I just did a TikTok or whatever earlier this week. You know, it's a, a manager saying, "Gosh, you were so great. Yeah, you were just incredible. You were excellent." But I gave you a meets because yeah. I don't believe, as the pretend manager on that TikTok, I don't believe in giving anyone more than that because yeah. I don't think it's motivating for you to work hard. Yeah, which I've been told in my career, and I all <laughs> yes. but said, "Fuck you," right? Because yeah. that's just so unmotivated. That's not my definition of motivation. We have opposite it's definitions. No the motivation. Yeah, it's, whose it's, is it? It's, yeah. But it's also the, the the category. So you have a five point scale. Some organizations, and as part of their culture, part of their culture is we want to talk really positively. So what the titles of those are is like a two might be meets expectations. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're talking, okay. You're you're giving me the forty percent out of hundred percent, two out of five. I'm really good at math, um, <laughs> and, but you're telling me that's meets. And then you know you have these things, or it's like exceeds means like they're doing their job. It's like they overinflate things. And so then when you get to, okay, so you're going to, we need to end this person's employment. Let me see their performance review. Yeah. Well, 
you know, there's a lot of con- well, we were short staffed, so we didn't want to we didn't want to drive yeah. them away. Well, there's okay. a lot of politics. Well, well yeah. Well, I didn't actually provide them any feedback about yeah. how shitty they were doing. I just gave them all meats and it's, moved them forward. Yeah. It's not. It's it's, it's like. But now you want me? Yeah. yeah it's, to it, do your dirty work. Well, I, I tell people, you know, this is it is the beneficial side of having been in, in employment litigation and gone through that and seen literally juries and mock juries and seeing the way people look at these documents. And, and if you're getting down a path and the performance review is often exhibit A in the complaint, the jury's going to look at this. And if they're looking at the document and anyone reading this would think, I just think this person would probably, they'd be doing at least just fine, if not maybe getting promoted. And you're then saying, well, really, they're not doing well enough and we weren't. Well, now you're getting an extra zero on that damages award because the people are really pissed that not only could you not hold them accountable, you give them information to make them think that they were doing great. Mm -hmm. And so so some organizations like, well, we don't want to do performance reviews then because we're just creating a paper trail for ourselves. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, come on, just, just teach people like training training mm-hmm. employees. And so I, I've done I've done some stuff on telling how managers can work with their teams to teach them or, or HR or overall how to set yourself up for your performance review, how to think through these things, what to put in your self-review because your manager's not going to remember every good thing you did. Mm-hmm. It's going back to, to Jamie's idea, which in... Like, you know, one of our first episodes of the season talking about during a year or at any point yeah. having this positive information. Mm-hmm. And so kudos pulling folder. that yep. yeah, kudos folder, positive emails, yay, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. But but having that and being able to articulate that because other people aren't going to remember things about you. And so yeah. telling employees that and explaining that and also teaching managers how to prepare for their performance reviews for employees and receive their own. I have to tell you a little secret. I've always been super self-conscious about my thin hair until I started using Vegamore. I always try to do the right thing by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthier hair and scalp. I'm able to have visibly fuller, thicker, shinier, and longer hair without all the harsh ingredients. In every cute pink bottle of Vegamore, products are 100% cruelty-free and never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. What's even better is Vegamore's value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit. You get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. When you sign up for the monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on products. You need to take care of your hair. The key, obviously, is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy-looking hair. I use Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily on my hair and scalp, and they are flourishing. I also opted for the Grow Origins Kit as well with the Brow and Lash Serum because I'm trying to get, like, Bestie Lee's eyelash status. Also, I don't know about you guys, but I can tell you my brows have still not recovered since the late 90s over-tweezing. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. So give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, HR Best Need listeners are getting 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash besties. Use code besties at checkout. That's Vegamore, V. E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash besties, code besties, to save 20% off your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com 
slash besties code besties. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And some of us wear our emotions on our sleeve and some of us not so much. But regardless, when we keep all of those stressors bottled up, it can start to affect us and those around us negatively. Therapy. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Now, this is especially important for those besties out there that work in HR or perhaps are a people leader, manager, boss, because people be people and don't they? (laughs) They really do. And so you need to make sure you have an outlet to share so that you can thrive. If you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, so it's completely designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash hrbesties today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HR besties. Stay well, besties. And also having that working document that you started in January with all your wins for each month or each week or whatever, whatever those wins are, you know what I mean? And and that is something that I started pretty early in my career and I do it every year. And it helps me when I go to write my performance review, right? Because I'm like, what did I do in January? Oh yeah, I have I have my document. Mm-hmm. I can I can talk about my wins. And one thing that's very hard. I think for most people, um, and I know it is myself, is bragging about yourself. And it doesn't necessarily have to be bragging, but you really need to make sure that you are telling your wins and also be honest with yourself about what you can develop or what what you want to develop or maybe maybe areas of improvement for yourself. But but don't but then don't punish people for being honest Honest, and developing. Don't punish people for having those mistakes and learning from them, that to me should be a quality that go that goes into it because people are going to make mistakes. And so if you hold that against them, they're, they're not going to be highlighting that or talking about what I learned. They're going to be mm-hmm. afraid to. And so if you're having a really like good performance review, you're having people talk about these things and you're having leaders talk about these yeah. things to employees and saying, this is why, and this is why you're not going to get punished. And, and like, and really to, to your point is telling people, like a lot of people go and they feel that way and saying, it's not bragging. This is about putting yourself in the best light. And yeah. sometimes that's natural for people. Sometimes it's, it, it, it's, it's not, but think about like the challenges, things you overcame, yeah. but teaching this um, to people. Don't I mean, sell I, yourself short. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a couple of like, free, like quick guides to help like managers performance. We'll put it in the show notes, things to link, because we do try, you know, like try to be helpful, but to have some of these things that I say in an organization, we know for some of you HR teams, especially small HR teams, having some of these resources, use things like ChatGPT, look at these, you know, share things that you have to the extent that you can with others, but it, it really helps to people develop in their careers. Yeah. So Jamie, you know, when you said earlier about how, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise when you go into your performance review, you should not as the giver of the performance review, as the leader, 
what you're sharing, it should not be the first time that employee has heard it. Uh, but if you are someone that's going to be receiving a performance review and you don't feel that connectivity with your leader, uh, best practice, my opinion, is make sure that it's not going to be a surprise for you. Like there is some ownership that you can take in that. Uh, you shouldn't have to, but there is some that mm-hmm, you can take right. in that and that you should set up those recurring meetings with your leader, right? You should lean in to that and like every month have some sort of check-in on your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a conversation that sounds like, hey, are these still my goals even, mm-hmm. right? It could just really be that. But here's what I'm working on. Is this still aligned with the greater goals of the organization and your goals, your department? Uh, so you can do a lot of those things. I know that sounds so simple, but, and so like trite, but it is it has been fascinating for me in my career, all the assumptions that I make. Uh, and that's a big one, thinking that managers are having regular meetings with their employees. That is really yeah, not, not consistently yeah. happening. Agreed. I have a recurring with my boss, maybe, but yeah. oh my God, everyone around People me. People don't. Well, and they I, do have, I have a, uh, with my direct reports, I have one on ones, and yeah. that's something weekly. And do we have to move well, them around and that. sometimes cancel them because, you know, fires happen? Yes, but that is so so important. It's and it not weeklies. only do you sh- should managers be having them with their, with their direct reports, but also anyone who you work closely enough with. So, for instance, um, you know, let's say I report to the CFO, but I work very closely with the COO for operations. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, a weekly touch point with the COO is also very important, like staffing or, you know. Um, yeah. FTEs or what we're dealing with mm-hmm. that week. Um, yeah. So even having just regular occurring one-on-ones with people that aren't in your direct line. Yeah. Well, and, and what can be helpful to get that time is to Lee's point, you have to meet people where they are. And it's hard because employees hear this and they hear, why am I making up for my shitty leader who can't make time for me as an understanding? Of this? Well, everyone finds themselves in different points in their career and working with different individuals, and you get to choose what you do about it. And so you can can just kind of continue forward, you can work within the system, or you can, you know, make your best case. And so having that, when you're asking for that one-on-one time, which is common sense and hopefully more people, sometimes bosses will hear that, well, I'm so busy, I can't do it. So meet them where they are. And and knowing that that one-on-one time will probably benefit you because you'll get clarity for things. But bringing that in very real terms for your boss, saying, I'd love to get time. You know, I think I think I agree. I think weekly because so then you're not like, is this a meeting week or is this not a meeting week or what day of yes. the month? You know, blah blah blah. But but is ideally weekly. But to say if we can schedule that time so that I'm not knocking on your door or trying to get yeah. you on Teams mm-hmm. when you have a million things going on, and I can target as much as possible questions into that time, and I can make sure that what I'm doing meshes with what you're expected to do. Because candidly, like I want to make your job easier. And, and those things, people are going to be like, you bootlicker, you're talking. No, no, no. But you have you. <laughs> If you want to, if, 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 queen. if your boss is still going to say no to that, then like, again, these are yeah. the, the signs and go watch yeah. more of Lee's yeah. videos. I know. Um, you need an exit strategy. Will, and Lee can help you. Lee can help you to navigate, <laughs> set up some time with Lee. She right, can help right. you to navigate that. But but to think about that, of of meeting people where they are, sometimes you got to manage up. And, and even if you're a manager of, even if you're a manager, mm-hmm. is thinking about your boss, like, how did this person su- succeed? But getting that time and thinking about ways to make it compelling for them, knowing it will also benefit you. Yeah. yeah. And making it easier for them. Yeah. Right. So that's part of the managing up. Yeah. To Jamie, 
Jamie's point, you may have uh, dotted line leaders, right, that you support in our COO example. Uh, you may have champions and mentors and, you know, project partners and you name it. When it comes review time and you have a shit leader or a very, very busy leader, it's totally reasonable to ask those people in your circle to, hey, can you provide some feedback to my leader? Now, the leader should be asking those things. They, they should, should be. be. They should they be should having be. the quick phone call. Yep. Hey, how did Lee do? I know that she's been supporting you yeah. as your client executive or whatever. But maybe, hey, eight times I out love, of 10, those aren't happening. I so you, that, you own it. I you love that point it. so much because it's it's just like business owners. And sometimes you have to, you ask for r- referrals and yeah. you ask, you know, to like, tell me, you know, I want to make sure what I'm doing. But saying that to others and saying, can you give, could you give me that feedback? Like, I, I just want to, I want to articulate that and your words, you know, probably carry more than me trying to advocate exactly. just for myself. And so saying that, it, and it really has a ripple effect because then that person is thinking about other situations like that. And I, I really like that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it helps create that feedback culture, which yeah. uh, to yeah. me is very important. That's why I do not like annual uh, performance yeah. reviews because I, to me, it stifles that. Yeah. It stifles yeah. that sort of, you yeah. know, uh, activity and type of environment, you know, yep. which I, I think is really yeah. important if we actually do care about our talent and where they're trying to go. There are great software um, yep. out there and I'm not going to name them um, <laughs> unless they want to pay us. Uh, um, right. Hey, reach um, out software. At us. Uh, <laughs> but I have worked with great software that, um, you know, really help and they aid because I know, look, I, I get it. Sometimes we have really large teams, mm-hmm. but it, but look, these are very important performance yeah. reviews. There's the data show, the data does show that. And I'll say that. And sometimes you have a budget for it. Sometimes you don't, but the mm-hmm. extent you have the data show shows, if you do have like a performance management software, that's really dedicated to it. It can like, I, I can't remember, it's like two and a half, I'm just reading this one. Yeah. Like two and a half times the level of performance because of the like, you know, what, what gets measured and what, you know, yeah, happens, right. but, but it's, but making those conversations easier can help. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, well, I love the conversation today on all things performance reviews. Definitely several key nuggets there. And so let's transition because we do have a hard stop to questions and comments. Does anyone have any questions or comments? I'll have one. Um, I'll have to work hard (laughs) and play hard to think about this, uh, to think of a good one. Oh, I love it. Uh, But so speaking of celebrities, you know, meeting Beyonce, What's your, like, what celebrity lookalike? What do you get that people say you look like a celebrity? Oh, well, I get Wonder Woman a lot. Uh, (gasps) And I get Linda Carter. I get Gina Davis. I get um, Scarlett Johansson. I guess in certain ways I used to do my hair. I don't know. To me, that's a fucking compliment. Yeah. I don't say, I've never said that I look like those people. No, but all of those, (laughs) I'm like, yes. (laughs) Right. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. So there's a a handful of people. There's a couple, I can't remember their names. The daughter on Face Off. Siwa, I don't know what her name is, but anyway, Dominique. Siwa. No, no, not <laughs> Dominique something. Okay. I don't know. But I do get okay. I, people see me as a dope. Whitney Cummins, uh, the, oh, the, yeah. the comedian. She has a podcast. Sure. Yeah, oh, she's yeah, a good podcast. Yeah. I like that. 
be on our podcast, Whitney. Yeah, <laughs> love you, Whit. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, so I do get a, a few. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I have not gotten one in probably 20 years. When I was younger, um, I have naturally curly hair and I didn't know how to straighten it. So I would get Mariah Carey a lot. Like I'm talking 90s Mariah Carey with her curly oh, hair. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I can't think of her name. I think it was I can't. It's something Osborne, but she's saying, what if God... Oh, Joan Osborne? Joan she's Osborne. from Louisville, oh. Kentucky. Oh, didn't know oh, that. Oh, really? Because oh, same thing. She it's had curly song. hair. Like, oh, people were like just like, oh, you look like so and because I got curly <laughs> hair. I'm like, okay, you got to call John me Curly Osborne. Zoo? Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> But that's literally it. So, which I'm fine with. Yeah, those are good. What about you, well, Ashley? Well, like... About 10 pounds ago, I got Claire Danes. Ooh. Um, I can see that. And I love, yeah, I love I Claire Danes. I'm a big online person. The hair. But more My Reese, so-called life. Oh, best a lot. Yeah. Show Jer- ever. Fantastic. Uh, Jared Lowe. Oh, Jared. Jared. Uh, Damn Jordan it. Catalano. Oh. <laughs> but more Boy. recently, I've gotten Carson Cressley. I don't know. Uh, <gasps> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, I was oh like, wait, I don't know God. who that is. And then I like stopped mid-sentence because oh I was like, actually, I do know who that is. And I got no. it, but I got it as a comment. No. You know, this is why people put no. shit on comments. <laughs> Think before you comment yes, in the value sure. that you shit, look dude. at Brene Brown's wonderful, look up Brene Brown's social media comment and look at her wonderful quote that I cannot quote right now, oh. but it's basically like summarize of like, thank you for the people that comment helpful things. The people that are trying to, to bring you down, go F yourselves. But I'd love Carson Kressley. Love I but someone too, wrote, and I you, do she, see kind, she, she, they comment on my video as if I'm not a, you know, yeah, human. like you can't she read kinda, the comments. Yeah. She kind of looks like Carson Kressley. She kind of. Well, like, maybe skin, it's just like skin tone or something. I'm pale you know? and I have blonde hair. Yeah. Um, like, ugh. So, ugh. so. Well, you know, it's funny you bring I up Brene show. Brown. I love him. Well, of course, it's a glow up. I could She's watch. kind of Brene Brownie, too. Well, no. Oh, be- my God. I'd love Brene Brown. Well, th- remember, I texted oh, yeah, y'all you, this past week. Yeah, you look week, like Brene Brown. Someone, yeah. said, yes. someone said that I remind them of Brene yes. Brown. Oh. Like a younger oh. Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. I completely yeah, forgot yeah, about yeah. that. I texted yes, y'all that. That's yeah. a great one. And I was like, hold on. That was an insane yeah. compliment. That's a great compliment. But yeah. Brene Brown, come on the pod. Okay. That's a first. I would not have said that. Well, you know, like, did. like, so ballsy yeah, in the, the comment the, oh section. Boy. It's oh also, boy. It's, of course, it was like user 412, Ooh. you know, 37, 37, <laughs> you know, 100. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's, that, that's funny. That is. Comments um, and questions? That's really funny. <laughs> uh, any questions or comments, Jamie? I'm still recovering. <laughs> Maybe I don't look like anyone because my forehead's so big, but that's where I keep all my disrespectful thoughts. And your five head? You don't have a five head. Oh. I don't think so. You only have, that was, oh, I mean, it that's fits. Like, Is that, you're supposed step. to measure it? Is that how it goes? Oh now I'm measuring. Wait, have you, are you just doing this? I just this? have a big face. We're putting... You have like three. I have like three? You have like a normal size forehead. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, mine all fits, but I got a big face. But, <laughs> but a five head and like... If I squish him. No, okay, now everybody's but doing it. I know, I know, we're all trusting. Yeah, um, post your are selfie. Are you doing it in your car? Post your we're selfie all, and tag us for besties exactly. with how many, how many fingers you put on how your many forehead. fingers is your forehead if measure? Wait till you're, don't do it while you're driving, oh, but man. in the office, do it in your team meetings. Typical American measurement, okay. right? Yeah, that's I mean, right. we're like, you know, oh gosh. Imperial. All those funny memes about American measurement. I don't know if you've seen them, but it's like people everywhere else have real measurement. And then we're like, oh, it's like, you know, 20 elephants from <laughs> Here. It's like you know, it's like thirty like jaguars. Like, this, yeah. yeah. this is a hundredth of a meter. We're like an inch. Tell me about this mile. It's three standing rabbits. No, literally. That's what. what? That's, what yeah. we, that's yeah. literally how we, yeah. how we measure shit. Oh my god. All right.
Well, I do not have a question, but I do have a quick comment. Since we're talking about all things feedback, I'm sure we've all had moments where we receive feedback that we totally disagreed with. Uh, I know I have, and I actually couldn't take it in that meeting. And I told that toxic boss, you know what? No one ever in my life has ever told me that. And I do not accept that feedback. Now I do, and because she was just full of shit. And what she was doing was a thing called projection. And if you don't know about projection, I'm a psych major, y'all. I'm a huge nerd with that. All human behavior and org behaviors stuff. But if you don't know about projection, it's when somebody projects their own insecurities most of the time onto you. And so when that happens or when that one particularly happened, it wasn't the last time a toxic boss has done their bullshit projection (laughs) on me. Uh, It's very entertaining, though, when it does happen. It's so obvious to tell that they're doing all but saying it in the first person. Yeah. You know, that's what's that's what's so fascinating. They're they're giving you this feedback and it's like, wow. Like, have you had that moment where you receive the feedback? You're like, where did where the hell did that come from? I'm literally the opposite of that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the point. You are the opposite of that. They wish they were you. Uh, and so they are putting that projection of their own insecurity um, and their lack of confidence and self-esteem onto you. And so my whole point was sharing that very vulnerably and transparently with you all is that you do not have to accept all the feedback that you are given. Get, put a gift receipt on that shit. Take that shit <laughs> back it. and return it. <laughs> Do not that. take that personally. Do not internalize that. Sometimes people weaponize feedback to try to make themselves feel better or, and they hope, they bring you down so they can get closer to your level because you are, they, they see you as so much higher than them. So do not accept all the feedback that you are given. It's uh, half of it's bullshit to put you in your place. It really is. And I know that that, what a note, right, in this meeting on, but it's a good reminder that, hey, please protect yourself. That is a form of self-love. Put a boundary around that. And if someone's trying to strip something about you that's so beautiful and unique and special, you know, it's your, I mean, it's your, you know, that unique differentiator of yours. Just be cognizant, you know, that people see that as a threat. And so put a ring fence around that. And again, that's a form of self-love to do so. Thank you for that, Lee. Yeah, it's a good reminder. It is a very, it's a very good and needed reminder that there's people listening that have never heard that and needed to hear it. Thank you. (laughs) Right. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining the staff meeting. It's just always so wonderful to be together with you all, getting all these important subject matters out into the open. And so we look so forward to seeing you in our next staff meeting. 